This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ryan Stacey and welcome to the Hockey Minds podcast. This podcast is powered by Instat, the leader in video and data analysis. Instat Hockey supports all levels of our game worldwide with video breakdowns and or scouting services. For more information, visit Instat on the web at instatsport.com or on Twitter at Instat Hockey. Today I'm joined by Colin McLennan, head coach and general manager with the week's U18 majors. A passionate coach at the U18 level, Kyle brings a unique blend of experience and a background in strength and conditioning. Always open to idea sharing, he also provides a lot of great information throughout this interview, and I advise listeners to tune in from start to finish. With that, here's Kyle McLennan, head coach and general manager with the week's U18 majors. As the regular season continues in hockey, we know that the season won't be around forever, and in basketball it's the same. So get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. You just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. You can feel the sweat like never before, as every dunk, steal, and assist means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. And baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all the Daily Fantasy action, where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now, and use code THPN during sign-up. This week... DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Today on the podcast, we're joined by Kyle McLennan. Head coach and general manager with the week's U18 majors. Kyle, thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to have you on and talk about a lot of the experiences that you've had in your career. Um, again, a minor, minor hockey has such a unique dynamic that uh, it's always fun to talk with coaches about just some of the different experiences. And then someone as yourself having some experiences outside the minor hockey system and kind of bringing it back in, um, it offers a dynamic as well. So Let's move right into it and start off by learning about you personally. Maybe just give some feedback on your upbringing, where you're from, and just give people an overview of maybe playing sports in your earlier years and things like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so born and raised in Pictou County, uh, as many, many like to just uh, uh, simplify to Pictou, but uh, I'm from the McCollins Brook area, which is a little more, about 10 minutes out of New Glasgow. I think most people would be uh, familiar with the New Glasgow area, uh, which is where I moved, I guess, I guess in my teenage years more into town. But uh, yeah, you know, youth sports was a, a major part of my life and you know, a, a big reason why I'm so involved with it you know nowadays and into my you know into my career uh but, you know primarily for me early on it was you know it was a lot of hockey baseball soccer i, I try to get a wide variety uh, i did a little bit of golf as well but as my coaching staff right now can probably attest uh, my patience for golf and my lack of skill uh and the amount you need to practice for it is uh i, I gave that up pretty early so now i'm just the, the casual the casual golfer i embarrass myself for a round or two a year uh but yeah primarily with the baseball the soccer and then obviously hockey is my number one sport uh progressed through uh, probably played all three until i was about 12 13 years old and then i started to focus a little more on hockey i, I just had a real love for the game uh I can just remember growing up as as a young kid. It was if it wasn't at the rink, it was you know reading you know you know hockey record books and looking at the you know all the different types of picture books of all the NHL players, whether it was you know current or you know older or yes older seasons, and you know, always playing mini sticks at home. And everything seemed to revolve around you know hockey and road hockey and just some type of hockey in the, in that regard. So I took a real love to that. Uh, and as you know, I got into my teens, that's when I started to drop off some of the other sports. I probably wish that I stuck with maybe one or two, uh, you know, longer term. Uh, obviously, hockey was where I wanted to be. So, uh, but in for you know, getting to the hockey perspective, uh, I, you know, coming up through Pictou County minor hockey, uh, I had a, a very fortunate to have a lot of successful seasons uh, team wise. Uh, we had some great teams. I had, you know, met some of my best friends that still friends to this day. Uh, you know, shared a lot of experiences. I'm sure most do when, come, when they can trace it back to, you know, minor hockey and playing on a team. But uh, yeah, we've had some really fantastic teams, uh, fantastic experiences, and just you know, coaches and, and some early, you know, early mentors. Uh, I guess you know, maybe at a young don't know, you know what they're preparing you for, but. Uh, they taught a lot of really good lessons, not just in the game, but outside of the game. And uh, I always look back to that. And it's one of my main reasons why, especially early on when I, when I finished, you know, finished hockey, my, my playing time myself was why I wanted to get back involved because, uh, you know, it, it, I just wanted to be some type of positive influence that, you know, I got the opportunity and the privilege to, to be around when I was growing up. So that uh, in a nutshell, that's, it was, you know, I know not everybody has that same experience, and sometimes there's there's ups and downs, and sometimes there's negative situations. But you know, I was fortunate enough to have a lot of positive situations, and I think it's because of the people that I was surrounded with. Yeah, for sure. And when you have that positive influence, and and it's associated with the sport, I think it's only natural that you want to, uh, you know, stay involved in the game, and and whether that's as a player, um, you know, playing beer league or getting into coaching. All these there's you know such a wide range and. Uh, one of the things a lot of people will do, if possible, is try to tie uh, sports into their career or see if there's some way to, um, you know, go into a field that allows them to have some kind of uh, influence in, in sports and, you know, kind of tied into what you end up doing. So just talk about your schooling personally and then how it kind of transitioned into, uh, you know, some kind of connection to sport. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're just kind of funny how how things work out. Um 
I went down, went to university at the University of New England in Biddeford, Maine. Uh, and to give you a little backstory on on that, uh, uh, for quite some time, then the program went away, and basically they were rejuvenating this program uh, from scratch. Uh, I think they believed they had two years of club hockey that they needed to complete, uh, and then they were going to be back into varsity playing in uh, playing in a, you know in a, in a very high 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 end league at the Division three level uh, with like us of you know Norwich University, Babson College, um, you know a lot of a lot of national powerhouses. So to give to kind of rewind a little bit, I had a one of my best friends. Um, he got his opportunity to go down there basically because the team just didn't have a, a second goalie or another goalie they need. And, you know, probably maybe you know, junior B would have been the next step. Uh, but he, you know, they took a chance on him. They brought him down. They didn't really have to have a whole lot of, uh, I guess, to live up to, not a whole lot of expectations. Uh, he went down there and all he told me that whole year that he was gone was how much he loved it and how much, how, how incredible the the people were in the, in the location, the school, and how much hype around the hockey program is going to be. So I got, I got an opportunity, you know, that year where he, you know, how was he having connections with him and being a new program? Uh, their, their coaches started to come and, and to watch us. And I was currently playing junior A uh, in my hometown, the Weeks Crushers. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, they started to come and watch and, you know, they did, they needed some players. They looking to outfit their team, you know, potentially, you know, to get to the varsity level in, in two years. Uh, and it, the only time I went down there to see anything was I, I went down to visit him, I believe around April or May, or sorry, March or April. Uh, I was there for two nights. Again, we did, uh, I got to take in, the hockey season was over at that point. I just got to take in a little bit of the town and the surrounding community. Got to, got to do a little bit of a tour, uh, but nothing was official. Nothing was really set in stone. Uh, and when I came back from there, and they asked me if I wanted to, you know, and you know, give me an opportunity to go down there and play hockey at the collegiate level, uh, I just said yes. I knew one person, knew nothing else, and I just jumped at it. Uh, I'm not probably at, at that stage of my life, and uh, as a younger as younger individual, I think a lot of people that knew me would, would say probably not necessarily a risk taker or a uh, very going person on the more on the shy side. So this was a big leap for me. Uh, you know, not something probably anybody would expect me to do, uh, but I did it. And, you know, I, I looking back on it, it was, it was the best decision I've ever made, not just from, you know, what it provided me, you know, uh, you know from an athletic standpoint and getting to play at that, at that level of, uh, but also what it did to me as a person, from a personal standpoint, uh, grew my confidence, grew my independence, uh, made friends for life, made relationships for life. Uh, and then getting back to, you know, the original question of education, it gave me an education that, uh, you know, I, I'm so fortunate for, or not just, uh, not just, you know, the degree that comes with it, the experience, getting into class size, uh, class sizes that were very comparable to high school. Uh, maybe even a little less. Uh, the year prior, when I was playing junior A, I went to State of X University. And again, my experience there was fantastic. But again, you're in classes of you know, 100, 120 people, uh, your number. And you really have to be outgoing to to stand out and to to get that extra attention. You, you can get the extra attention, but you got to be, you, you got to be willing to ask for it. At that stage of my life, I just wasn't, that, that wasn't my personality. So getting put in a situation where, you know, 
smaller class sizes, you know, there's no hiding. You had to develop your confidence. Uh, you had to develop those personal skills. Uh, and again, I, I'm so grateful for taking that chance and kind of the, it's funny how it all worked out, but, uh, yeah, the education that I was able to get because of that, uh, you know, was fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, uh, it's always great when you can use the sport to put yourself in an opportunity to succeed, uh, off the ice, you know, it's just another dynamic and, we're seeing a lot of players, uh, junior players, kind of go in that direction. And, and maybe even if their goal is to play in a league like the CHL, maybe the, the opportunity just isn't there. And then they can still uh, be very successful going in, into college or, or different programs. But, um, you know, just moving forward, the, obviously playing, getting some education, eventually the transition would go into coaching. And the first one I want to talk about is your time with the Scottsburn Crushers, just Walk us through that initial uh, experience with that team and, and some of the things that you learned uh, in that role. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my that season, the the very first year I, I began to help out, um, I had just graduated university and I actually went, I was still training. Uh, I trained all summer uh, on the ice with a couple of, a couple of players from St. of X, uh, you know, good friends of mine. And, you know, we were on the ice all, you know, every single day, you know, working, you know, just, just skills and a lot of time, just a lot of skating and in you know, preparation. And uh, it was a unique year. Um, it was, it was the, the, I believe it was the last lockout for the NHL. So everything was kind of delayed uh, in regards to their league and everybody was, was pushed back, everybody looking for jobs. So I had an op- I eventually got an opportunity to go down to uh, uh, Biloxi, Mississippi. There's a Mississippi surge. I actually did a professional uh, tryout with them uh, for a couple of weeks, got into a few exhibition games. Uh, very different experience, obviously, from what I'm used to, uh, you know, rural Nova Scotia. Uh, then when I went to the University of New England, I like to say that that area, it was, it was such an easy transition culturally for me. Uh, so I'm pretty much looking at at home just at a little bigger scale, a little greater population. So I really wasn't outside of my comfort zone in, in regards to, you know, my surroundings, I guess. So going down there, it was uh, – it was, it was an, it was an awesome experience, but, uh, just very different for me. Um, you know, a lot of guys, not a lot of opportunity at all the levels. I think most people can attest to when they look back to that time. Um, you know, so I ended up coming home, uh, and, uh, yeah, so I jumped back on to, oh, sorry. And I guess with the Scottsboro pressures up until that time, I was doing a little bit of practicing with them or it's on the ice Helped a little bit, but I'd also go on the ice and, and uh, you know, get a skate in, uh, just break a sweat, just trying to stay uh, just somewhat, uh, somewhat ready for, for camp when it did, it did arise. So when I got sent back home, um, just a natural progression to step back in and I ended up helping out, uh, not, I wouldn't say on a part-time scale, but more so as a, um, like a third assistant coach, uh, just help out where I could push some pucks and, and give any uh, type of, I guess, support that I could, uh, which then led me into my next year, which more my first time being full time as, as an assistant coach with the Scottsburn Crushers. Uh, there's there was a period of time where, and like I, I kind of go back to my one of my first answers for being fortunate enough in Pictou County minor hockey to be on some really successful and some some strong teams. Uh, there's a period of time where there was not there's not a whole lot of success uh, with Pictou County. Uh, at the major, you know, at the major band U15 level. Uh, and, you know, so that was a struggle, uh, but it, it did prepare me 
for the, the diversities and, and the challenges that come along with the season and with the team. So uh, very, it was very rewarding. I got to coach with, uh, you know, Jeff Green, who had happened to be uh, a, a long time coach in Pictou County minor hockey, especially, uh, you know, the U18 level, uh, U15 level. He had just, I think a few years prior finished up with the junior A as an assistant coach. Um, so got to experience, or got to experience that with him. Uh, learned a lot. Again, my first time behind a bet behind a bench, uh, full time, uh, for a full season. So a lot of challenges, but I, I think it really prepared me and it, and it set me up for, uh, you know, to, to what my next step was. Uh, and at the same time from the nostalgic effect, it was, you know, I, I had, two really great seasons uh, with the Scottsburn at the time. We were Scottsburn Dairyman at that time. Uh, but two fantastic seasons, again, with a lot of my best friends and probably two of the more memorable uh, seasons that I've ever played. Uh, so getting get back at that level and with that team had a little bit of a uh, kind of that nostalgic effect as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's always, uh, you know, a lot of times we'll have guests in coaching capacities kind of talk about that entry level experience. And it is usually, you know, U15 or, uh, you know, just a, a minor or hockey team, a local team. And uh, there's always that nostalgia of kind of going through the reps at first, learning how to work as a coach and uh, how to interact with players and kind of figure out what you want to do moving forward. But for you, coaching, again, it was definitely something you were passionate about. And today you find yourself uh, with the Weeks U18 majors. Just, again, talk about kind of the transition to that team and uh, your entire experience there thus far as both the head coach and the GM. Yeah. Uh, so the very next season after after Scottsburn Crushers, uh, the previous head coach that I had initially got my foot in the door with, with Scottsburn, he had been promoted to the head coach uh, of the weeks uh, at that time after serving, I believe it was a year as an assistant coach. Um, so he he asked me to come along with him uh, as an assistant coach, and uh, again it was my first you know first time at the U18 level, uh, and again a whole different level of challenges, a different level of player. And again, a, a, a very, a very strong league across the board, uh, provincially. So, uh, it, it was a new experience for me step, stepping in. Uh, I did feel a little more comfortable after my first, you know, first two years or, you know, with, with him, he gave me a lot of responsibility, uh, and kind of going back to the U15, you know, situations, you know, I spent two years with, uh, you know, the week's team, uh, I got to be a captain, my, my, the captain, my second year, uh, and again, it was just, uh, you know, two years where I learned a lot as a player. Um, you know, my coach was uh, the late Huey Sim, who had passed along or passed away there, you know, this year. Um, you know, he obviously has a very long track record of the players that he coached, obviously his son, John, uh, and coached a lot of, a lot of really successful players uh, throughout Pictou County and surrounding areas, especially at the U18 level. Um, so he was my coach for two years, very, you know, very strict, very tough on us. Uh, but I, I ended up, you know, I was the kind of player that, you know, I'll stop, I'm going to work and learn. Uh, I'm not going to put up a whole, a whole lot of fuss. I, I want to win. I want to be successful. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed Hugh and his style and, and, you know, how he prepared me, you know, for, for the next, you know, the next stages of my life. So, you know, getting back to myself, I, I always had that in the back of my mind too, is, you know, this is a great opportunity to come back to another team where you had such a, you know, such a big part of your childhood. And now you get to, you know, to give back and to help 
help the next wave of, of young players coming through. So spent a year as an assistant coach, uh, head coach moved on the, the, the following year. Uh, and it was just an opportunity where there was, you know, there's changeover, you know, two head coaches in two years. Uh, we ended up going with, you know, a, a young head coach, which you know, gave me my, my, my opportunity, uh, probably pretty early in terms of being a head coach. It gave me my first opportunity and, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily learning on the fly, but I guess I, I had to learn quickly and I had to make a lot of mistakes early. I had to I'd learn from those mistakes early on as well. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been six, six full years now with that club. Uh, it's, it's a team and a, and a program that I hold near and dear to my heart. Everybody, uh, most people, I think when you, when you talk, uh, you know, that know me, know that, uh, you know, I, I put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into that program. Uh, and it's to me, the, the primary reason because of that is to, you know, uphold a tradition that has been long. There's a lot of success in years past, uh, with the week's program. And it's, uh, I've always been one that, you know, pledged and, and, and promised that, you know, we're going to get ourselves back to, you know, where we used to be uh, as a program. And, you know, I, I think we're well on our way to doing that. I've seen a lot of growth, a lot of development on and off the ice, especially with our culture. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's a fantastic, uh, it's been a fantastic ride so far, uh, surrounded by some, you know, fantastic people, you know, within the community. Uh, you know, our, our president, our assistant coaches, everybody that's, that I've surrounded myself with, uh, uh, you know, they make my job so easy. So any, any successes that we have been seeing, it's, you know, I got to tip my hat to all of them. Uh, but they certainly make the, uh, you know, make the job uh, a whole lot easier. Yeah. That's uh, it's always great to have a full staff of people that are committed and uh, willing to put in the, the hours and the work, which goes into building a program like that. But one of the things I like that you touched on there is just being a young coach and kind of being forced to, you know, make some mistakes and learn from them very quickly. It's uh, it's kind of a trend that we've seen in people who, you know, or know they're ready for that next step. But, uh, you know, sometimes people, if they have too much time to think about it, uh, they kind of come to a wrong conclusion. But I do like the fact that a lot of times in these roles, you kind of just have to go with the flow. And yeah. I, th I think more so reacting uh, with the uh, process as well, but not having mm -hmm. maybe too much time to dwell on something if it goes wrong or, yeah. uh, you know, kind of doesn't go the way you planned. It just uh, adds a different dynamic there. I think the, uh, I think one of the, Another, you know, very key aspect of that is, is, you know, for myself is being so fortunate, you know, with, with those around me uh, that allowed me to make those mistakes or allowed me to uh, some freedom to try some things and whether they worked or they didn't work or I had to refine them. Uh, having that confidence within me every like there's not a day I don't leave the rink that, you know, these these guys, these guys around me don't, you know, don't don't make me feel confident. Right. And, 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 and support me. So to me, that well, good, bad, or indifferent, or, you know, it could be a, a tough day on the, in the office from the scoreboard or just if you try something just doesn't work, but there's always, uh, there's always that support. And I think as a young coach, uh, having that, that, that leash uh, and having that support early on uh, and again, allow myself to, to dig into a plan to, to be a little more, uh, I guess creative and how I wanted to, to, to do things, but also, uh, you know, also allowed me just, just the freedom to, to make the mistakes and move on. Yeah, for sure. And, and then, you know, as a young coach, you're always looking for ways to develop and, and continually bring something new to the program. And a lot of times, uh, especially in Eastern Canada, we see it a lot of times coaches look to get involved in provincial programs or, or things with team Canada, and you were able to do both. 
starting with Hockey Nova Scotia, just talk about the opportunity to work with that program and what you learned uh, in the roles that you've you've dealt with in terms of coaching. Yeah, uh, to me, you know, as a coach and I think just as a leader, as a teacher, you know, in any type of position where you're working within a, within a group or a team or you're, you know, you're helping others, I think the most important thing is, you know, continued improvement and continued development and never getting stale and trying to find new ways of doing things. You know, you may think you're, you're great in your own area and in your own ideas, but I really think you have to branch out and, and find others that are smarter than you or have been doing it longer than you or have done it a different way than you, uh, you know, and, and see what they have to say and compare notes or and talk and to build those relationships. So that's one of my primary reasons when I started out with Hockey Nova Scotia. It's obviously a fantastic opportunity uh, to to work with you know, some players across the province, <clears throat> help them develop and obviously get them prepared for you know, those provincial programs and just overall, you know, their overall development process. But uh, as a coach, you know, you get, you get exposed to and get connected with, you know, a lot of people that have been doing it for quite some time, uh, have, you know, a vast variety, or I guess a variety of different uh, experiences at, at various levels, uh, different level, diff, you know, different knowledge bases, uh, different ideas, different styles. You get exposed to a lot and, because of that, you know, it, it certainly has allowed me to grow as an individual and a coach or something I've, I've probably taken from every, any, you know, everybody, whether it's on the ice or off the ice, whether it's, a, you know, coaching philosophy, could be a drill, could be anything. But there's so many great minds and so many great ideas. It's, you know, it's such a fantastic program to be involved in uh, just for your own personal development. Uh, but then obviously, you know, you know, getting the chance to help help others again, uh, you know, try and achieve their goals and, and help them develop is, has been fantastic. So, uh, you know, had a few a few really good experiences and, and some great camps. Uh, and then I guess kind of different than their typical, you know, high performance program. We got an opportunity uh, on two occasions, would have been three, but last year obviously got cut short with the, with the COVID stoppage. Uh, but to uh, to take part as a you know assistant coach at the Gatorade Challenge uh, in Quebec, which was a fantastic event. Uh, obviously, you always get to see, at the Atlantic Challenge Cups. You always get to see the best players in Atlantic Canada. But getting as close to Quebec, uh, the talent they had and, and the depth they have, kind of was really eye opening. Uh, on maybe you know some performance gaps you have as a coach, maybe some performance gaps we have as players in our program, but. Uh, and also maybe sometimes reassuring yourself that, hey, you know, these guys are, you know, these are great. These are some great players and some great coaches. And, you know, we do a lot of things similar to they, that they do. So uh, those are some great experiences. Um, you know, Hockey Nova Scotia is, is, is just phenomenal to work for. Treat you so well. Uh, I have nothing but uh, great things to say about them. Yeah, and then, you know, just continually learning and taking on new challenges. As we mentioned, you also had involvement with the U-17s in 2019. Just talk about, again, learning from coaches in that program and then also getting to work with uh, some pretty elite players uh, through the program as well. Yeah, that's that was that's an experience that I'll never forget my, you know, my first, hopefully not my only time, but my first time we were working at a Hockey Canada, uh, you know, you know camping and you know, getting out to Calgary and doing the whole performance or I guess the, you know, the high performance and the program of excellence. Uh, you know, we first start out, you get taken out there early on uh, for, a, I believe it was four days um, with all the coaching staff, 
uh, everybody you're going to be working with uh, across, you know, all three levels. So the U U20, U18, U17 all converge in Calgary. Uh, and basically you do a, you know, a, I guess more of a development session and for the coaches. Uh, and it covers everything from on ice to off ice mental performance. Um, I, I guess, you know, our physical conditioning, you know, just co just, uh, psych, you know, the psychology or the, I guess the psychologic part of the game, uh, and everything in between, uh, with, you know, it, just people, you know, you people you're used to watching on TV and, you know, here they are, you know, speaking to a group of, uh, you know, a group of, of individuals, you know, trying to help them up. So, you know, from a professional development standpoint, you know, that was, that was excellent. Uh, it's, you know, it's an experience that I, I still look back. I'm still flipped through the notes to this day. Some of the things that uh, we've talked about and, and same as the experience, I still talk to a lot of those, uh, a lot of those individuals to this day, um, just based on, off of that, uh, off that experience. But uh, yeah, then the, the camp itself, uh, I got to be, uh, you know, as a guest coach, um, the opportunity is basically you you assist uh, the head coach and the assistant coach in the development camp in which they are I guess they are evaluating some players. Uh, you obviously make those three teams later on in that year. Um, so you have a variety of different tasks, but you essentially are the leader or one of the leaders of your group. Uh, of, of so we were team I believe we were team black or team blue. Uh, you're the leader of your group, so you know you're responsible to get these guys, you know, on time, you know, at meals, to the rink, get them prepared, have them focused for practice. You know, you know, you move, you do a lot of moving, a lot of uh, you develop some great relationships with these elite players. And the funny thing now is, you know, you turn on the TV last night um, with uh, you know the, U the U18, and this happens to be the year where. You know, a lot of those players are now on that team. You know, look at Brant Clark and uh, Shane Wright, you know, all these players with, within our group. And, you know, now here they are, you know, playing at the U U18 level. And, you know, you're going to have guys drafted the NHL very high in the next couple of years. So being exposed to players at that level uh, was very new to me. Uh, one, thing I, one thing I realized is, you know what, there's, there's some differences. But at the end of the day, you know, they were they were sixteen year old kids, and they did what sixteen year old kids do. And you know what? They joked around like sixteen year old kids. They you know they they were fantastic. Uh, but uh, you do notice when they step on the ice that love what makes them special, what makes them great. That level of competitiveness, that desire to be you know that desire to be great. You know, the desire to want to score on every shot they take, to never lose a battle. Like they take things personally, and that's I think there's a big reason why they're. You know, why they're where they're at and why they're you know they're elite some of the best players in the world they're they earn what they get they're earning what they get so um that is that whole experience um you know from you know development with the coaches and, and developing those relationships and learning from them uh to just you know your time with the players and, and seeing what makes elite players and you know special players you know tick or you know and how they react to certain situations i thought that was really uh you know, that was really special yeah, just uh, an outstanding program. And anytime you can work with Hockey Canada, uh, whether it's U17, whether it's just a development course and all the way up to the Olympic level, which we've heard guests talk about as well, it's uh, it's always first class. And, um, you know, you can really learn a lot from the coaches, obviously, through the different programs. But the players, again, you learn so much. Uh, you talk about Shane and Brant, uh, Shane Wright and Brant Clark. Uh, you know, I, w I was able to watch them when they were 14, 15, going up uh, through minor hockey into the OHL draft. And, 
again, like you said, you they take it personally. They they treat it as a job with the passion of of a hobby. And uh, when you kind of put those two together, it really does make for an elite player. And I think that's why both of those two players, among the number of players on that um, strong Canada team and some of those other countries, uh, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. But yeah. moving forward with some other opportunities, the next one I want to talk about is McLennan Elite Sports Performance. Just kind of talk about um you know what you do there and and just give some people some background on the on the process yeah so that was uh what i did there was uh you know that was a gym that i had in i guess i guess long story actually i'll go re- rewind a little bit i called a gym but when i first returned back from school uh that gym was basically me working out of my parents garage uh in neighborhood kids who i had either known from coaching or i you know i have younger brothers as well uh, that have since graduated out of junior A, uh, but at that point in time, they were, you know, their friends and just some neighborhood kids, you know, they would all stumble over to the, uh, you know, to that garage, you know, every morning. Uh, we started in the summertime. Uh, we do some workouts. I, I have a background, obviously, going to school at the University of New England. I have a background or a degree in applied exercise science uh, in strength and conditioning. Uh, so I wanted to again give back, not just the on ice comp- component, but the off ice as well. Uh, so we started in the garage, we minimal equipment, but, uh, there's a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with it. The guys, the kids are just, I think they just really like to go to a place, you know, where they can use it up and, you know, work out and, you know, get bigger, get stronger and get faster, even as young kids. And, and they started to see uh, how it translated onto the ice. So as that grew, I ended up, uh, opening up a, a gym in New Glasgow, um, uh, that I really, uh, I was very passionate about, I, you know, I worked with not just hockey players. I had soccer teams, I had volleyball, uh, baseball, I had a variety of different athletes. Uh, but the primary, again, majority was, was hockey based on my background and my connections and the contacts that I had. Um, so we had a, you know, a wide variety of, of levels all the way from minor hockey, all the way up to junior A. Um, obviously you're focused on a lot of different things in between of those, you know, all the way in between those levels. Uh, and different needs, uh, but again, we we provided a uh, you know a gym and an, I guess an environment where uh, it was competitive. Um, you know, it was loud. It was there's a lot of a lot of weights and a lot of uh, I guess sleds and sprints and and also all that fun stuff that uh, you know what it was. It's a lot of hard work, but you know one thing that it re- really amazed me and I and I love to this you know thinking about to this day is how hard the kids worked is they just they all wanted to get better and they all thought uh, you know they all realized this is the way to do it and geez, I, I don't you know I don't know if I can count on one hand how many times I had to you know maybe get after someone to stay on task and work it was all business and you know I think it's just that's hats off to the kids that wanted to be there and and you know wanted to uh wanted to get better and put the work in so that that was that was fantastic for me uh opened up a lot of doors uh allowed me to use you know my knowledge and help out uh, again help out youth that uh you know around the that uh, you know have an aspiration to i guess at the same time be healthier be more fit you know also work towards the hockey and their others and other sports that they were involved in yeah, it's a, it's a growing industry and, uh, you know, people have been working on it for some time, but it's great to see when you're, um, you know, you're looking at those elite players who are a little bit younger and you see them really putting in the efforts in the off ice and uh, the same thing can be said about the mental health performance. You're seeing a lot of uh, players take an interest in that early on, but 
keeping on the topic of strength and conditioning, you also had the opportunity to work with STFX as uh, as their strength and conditioning coach. Uh, walk us through the process of kind of doing it at the youth sports level and uh, your takeaways from the experience. Yeah. Um, so again, connections, as we all know, and, and mean, mean a lot in this, uh, you know, in every aspect of life. So, uh, you know, through a, through a family friend, uh, we found out that, you know, St. of X hockey was looking for, you know, someone to assist with, a, I guess, maybe a little bit of more improvement of their off ice program and give a little more structure. Uh, and you know what, my name popped up, we had to get in some conversation and, uh, yeah, for two years, I was able to, to go down there and work with, uh, you know, work with obviously some great players at, at that level uh, at, a, at a league. We, I think we we can all agree on is, I think it's probably undervalued. But I think mm-hmm. as time goes as time goes on, at the, and people start to watch, uh, I think they start to realize how good these players actually are and how good these programs are. So, uh, be an exposure to a different level of player, a different age bracket of player, uh, just get that in, inside their mind and, 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 you know, these guys are coming from, you know, your captains, major junior teams, uh, some guys coming from pro, uh, you know, whether it be a short certain pro and okay, well, how can I reach these guys? How can I connect to these players and how, you know, how are they going to work and what's going to be the motivation for them at this level in this stage of their life? Uh, so that was another, you know, unique opportunity that you know, I, I really cherished and uh, it, it meant a lot to me to, to obviously have the opportunity to be involved with, with a program, especially with St. of X, um, you know, coach Brad pedal. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was outstanding with me. Uh, you know, gave me everything that I needed, anything that I, you know, I wanted always, you know, ask questions, very clear, good, great communicator, uh, set expectations. And, uh, he was, he was a really great, uh, you know, great coach to work for. And uh, again, it allowed me to, to go to the, go to their games, check practice, you know, again, check some practice habits out as well. Uh, little details like that. So aside from the strength and conditioning component, the on ice uh, coaching and, and that part of my mind was, was challenged and, uh, you know, expanded as well with some of the experiences that I got to put myself through. Uh, you know, in one of those years they were, uh, you know, they had the opportunity to host the, you know, the, the CIS championship in, in Halifax and, you know, getting to go through that experience with them and, and see how much they, they work towards that was, was very special as well. Yeah. It's uh it sounds like a great experience overall and St. Effects, definitely a program that I, I think is undervalued at times as is many teams in the conference there, but um, you know, just being able to do that. And then you said also, and, you know, looking at some of the practices, some of the habits, it's just another experience that again, uh, you can take back into the U18 level and some of these other uh, roles that you also play in. But mm. um, let's look into some more maybe opinionated questions. One of them is sure. the importance of working on your off ice and kind of mirroring it uh, to the on ice habits. So just talk about the importance of that and and how uh, you've kind of worked to, uh, you know, show your players that they should be focusing just as much off the ice as they are on the ice. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, comes back to the dedication to your craft i mean not every player you know this probably you know this extends into the the highest levels all the way to to minor hockey not every player is gonna you know be skipping to the gym and you know and really excited to put in their time and their work it's just 
that's not the reality. So, but it's important for everybody and it's important for everybody to, to, to an extent and everybody needs something a little bit different. All right. So player a plays a style and plays a game. They have a specific body type and specific, uh, you know, muscle fibers and different strengths and weaknesses, uh, that are completely different than player B. So one thing that I've certainly evolved in over the years, uh, was making sure that we're being, you know, there's some consistencies amongst all players that, that they need, but being a little more uh, lenient and, I guess, individualized on what a particular player may need for their style and their style of the game. Some players, you know what, they can, you know, it, it's, they, they probably can't afford to, you know, to load on some weight, build absolute strength because it's going to it's gonna maybe translate to their game better. And then there's other players that that's probably not the way to go for them. They need to be relatively strong to their own body type, uh, but they're, you know, they have a different style. It's just not going to, it's just not going to sit on them well. And it's just not something that they need. They still got to be strong. They've got to be healthy. They've got to make sure they're, you know, they're, you know, they're staying off the injured list, but what they need is completely different than player A. So that's one thing that I've certainly evolved over, you know, over the, you know, a long time here, it seems but just being a little more individualized in, in what each player needs, but never losing sight of this is important, guys. It's just it's just important in different ways for each player. Um, so we need to make sure we're looking after ourselves, uh, in a, in a, whether that's before ice, whether that's after ice, whether that's the days off in between. We have to have some type of work in, and it's got to be had a purpose. Maybe we're not going to be in the gym for two hours, you know, an hour. Maybe we're only going to be there for you know for twenty five minutes. But is there purpose and is there a plan? Is there something that we're going to get out of this in that 25? You know, are we, you know, how can we utilize and maximize our time uh, to help you become a better player in the right way, in the way that you need individually, not what your buddy needs, not what your, you know, your D partner needs, but what do you need as yourself? So we, we talk about all the time. It's dedication to your craft. It's dedication, you know, to staying healthy and to being able to play and not being on the injured list. You know, some injuries you can never, you can't avoid. You know, they're they happen. Uh, but there's a lot of things that you can definitely uh, you know, decrease your chance and your risk, uh, with muscle pulls and strains, uh, especially if someone's looking after themselves. But you know, everybody, uh, it's it's work. If you want to, if you want to, uh, if you want to be successful at something, you, you got to dedicate yourself to to that off the ice, you know, I, I probably should have alluded to when I talked about the U 17 uh, was, you know, every team had every, those six development teams all had a mental performance coach. Almost every third meeting was something to do with mental performance. Every day started with something in mental performance. And it might be just a simple question or simple reflection. Every night ended with something with mental performance because it's such a, it's, it's such a grow. It's, I think it's always been an important part of the game, but I think now it's becoming, it's more, it's being more recognized that it is and how important it actually is and the mental performance and the mental health of our players. Uh, so, you know, I talk to our guys all the time is, you know, off ice is just as much mental as it is physical. And we have to make sure that we're doing the right things off the ice that are going to allow us to be, you know, perform optimally on the ice. Yeah. Really great points there. And, uh, kind of transitioning then into just kind of, you know, knowing that from being a player as well, you can take different things from your playing career. And some of the guests on the podcast who are in coaching positions actually came from non-playing backgrounds, but definitely a lot of former players. So for you personally, having played at that level, um, how often do you draw from your own playing experiences? And do you find it maybe easier to relate to players and things like that 
or you know when getting your point across just give some feedback on that topic I think it certainly serves uh, serves me well, uh, you know, in in different different perspective, different aspects of you know of our season and player development. Uh, I draw on a lot of mistakes. Uh, I find I draw on a lot of mistakes. I never run from those. I'm, especially as as time goes on, I find the mistakes are, and the lessons you learn are what really creates you and and allows you to be better in the long run. So I'll talk a lot of the a lot of the time about maybe it's team mistakes or personal mistakes, you know, on the ice or off the ice that I had, you know, I had made, or, you know, maybe, you know, again, going back to almost the off ice question is, you know, making sure you may want to do this 25 minutes on a Monday, you know, but, you know, there's going to come time where, you know, you're at the end of your track and, you know, maybe, maybe if you did that, or maybe if you added up all those Mondays, you know, maybe, you know, maybe get a little more racetrack in your career. And I think that's important is uh, I talked to our guys and I, I said, it, you know, even this past week when we didn't really know what was going to happen. And unfortunately we, ha- we get that shutdown. Uh, sometimes that may happen, but we talked about it and we said, listen, every, no matter what we go to the end, every detail matters, every moment matters. So we're going to keep working and we're going to keep preparing. Like we're going to play on this play this weekend. And that's going to be our mindset and never let a moment pass by. They may not all be you know, great moments. They may not all be positive, but they all matter and they all contribute in the long run to, to who you become as an individual. So I, I talk quite a bit about that. Uh, <clears throat> some of the mistakes, some of the successes, uh, but always, always talking about the process. Uh, you know, when I first, went to UNE. Uh, if you look at their program now, the University of New England, you know, they're they're a very strong, a very strong and nationally competitive program at the Division Three level. Uh, when I was there, that was certainly not the case, not even – we were just getting off the ground, obviously, and it takes a long time to build a program, especially at the co- collegiate level. But there's a lot of – you know, there's a lot of – you know, a lot of face, a lot of mistakes, a lot of setbacks. Uh, but you know, the more you look back at those and if you're, you know, if you're in the right m- mindset during those, you realize that those are all part of the process. Those are all part of learning. Those are all part of getting better. Those are all part of growth. Growth isn't always linear. You're going to have a lot of, a lot of setbacks and a lot of fumbles and a lot of, a lot of mistakes. And that's just what's going to happen. And you got to lose sometimes to win in the long run. You got to, you got to fall flat in your face sometimes to, to have the opportunity to get yourself back up and try again. If they, if I take anything from hockey and my experiences, it was certainly that because with every success that I had, you had two, three failures and four mistakes. And I think when you look at a lot of kids these days, you know, you know, with, with social media and so many things you see online, uh, it's, it's always the highlights. It's always the, the achievements. Uh, it's always, you know, the great things that happen. And people become a little bit scared of of you know, the, the tougher times that you know all of these players and all these video you know everything you're watching on on you know, online or on TV they've all been through them they just don't you know they're just not as publicly normalized uh, to our players so I, I try and make that a little more normal for them whereas you know as long as we're learning we're getting better but we're allowed to mistake make mistakes we're allowed to lose here but don't get me wrong. There's, there, there's an end goal here. We want, we want to learn and we want to get better. And we, at the end of the day, we want to achieve, you know, success when it's, when it's most important, but don't be afraid of falling down. Don't be afraid of trying something and making a mistake. And I think the more you normalize that, uh, the better your players will be in the long run, because, you know, when I see them uh, early on, especially 
there's a little bit of that hesitancy and it's, it's, you know, they're scared to fail sometimes. And I get it. I get it. We're in a world where, you know, failing isn't cool and success are great. Everybody, everybody talks about and they're, they're get praised, but for every success full person, there's a long, there's a long trail of failures and mistakes behind them. So I think that would be the, probably the top, uh, the top priority that I try and I guess intertwine and uh, you know, get across to them. Yeah. And that's, you know, obviously sharing that with players is very beneficial and um, with the playing background, you're able to relate to them in that sense. But I think also that that process of kind of failing a few times on route to being successful is kind of the way it works in the hockey operations industry. And um, a lot of guests on the podcast have shared their stories in a similar fact and, and shared the, maybe the lows before the highs. And um, it's something that a lot of people like to do in the public sphere as well. And that also falls in line with kind of your philosophy, as I've seen you share some things on different platforms, just, I guess, in, in response to that, maybe talk about why you choose to do that with other coaches or, or people who are looking to get into the game and um, maybe how you benefit from learning from others in that capacity as well. I think there's you know a few reasons why I like to share things. Um, you know, number one, you know, you much like when I'm looking through things, uh, you know, various platforms, you find something that you really like, or you, maybe you like a little bit and you want to tweak, or you found something interesting that that helps you develop. And I don't know how many people, you know, anything that I post is, is reaching, whether it's a lot or it's a little, but maybe it's one person. And if that's one person that gets better because of it, or, or you know. In, enjoys this post or takes this drill or takes this quote or video or whatever it may be if they if they take that and it makes you know it helps them and it helps their players well then i think you know you're, you're doing your part in helping you know helping people grow and, and develop so i think that's that, that to me is is extremely important like if one person looks at what i what i post and they take something from it well, mission accomplished right that's that's what you want this from the second standpoint you know Sometimes I put things on there and again, maybe it helps, maybe it creates connections, maybe it creates feedback, maybe it creates dialogue, maybe it creates a different way of looking at something. Maybe, it, you know, sometimes I put things on there. I put things on there sometimes in hopes that uh, someone will reach out to me and, and show me a better way of doing what I put for me on a relatable topic or uh, adjust. Maybe they make me better. I'm all, I'm all, I have no problem with having something you know, maybe online or that I share that you know, someone completely disagrees with and maybe they voice their opinion or maybe show the way they would like to do something or an adjustment they would make because then that's another avenue that I can look at. Whether I, you know, whether I agree or disagree, uh, I always respect someone's opinion and I always open to seeing what they have to say and different ways of doing things. I think you got to be, I think you got to do it that way because <laughs> as we all know, you, you can't believe that you know everything and uh, it's a pretty easy way to 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 kind of stall in your development. And you know, if someone shows me something you know a little bit different than what I had posted or shared, or you know, to, to, I guess to kind of get out there, and I'm all I'm all for it because it only makes me better. And I think uh, it it creates those relationships and open dialogue. Yeah, and that open dialogue and relationships is a way that a lot of people learn. Personally, I, I love having these conversations and it kind of, again, is the reason for the, the podcast. But uh, the people at My Hockey Resource also feel it's uh, important to do in the hockey community. And they've created a platform to allow people from different levels and, and different leagues to, uh, to talk about different topics. And uh, I guess for anybody looking to maybe get involved, make new connections or have some questions answered, be sure to check out My Hockey Resource on Twitter and Instagram.
Kyle on that platform, they talk a lot about different resources, whether it's books, articles, podcasts, different softwares that they use to learn new ideas and grow their abilities. For you personally, what are some of your favorite resources that are out there that you look to for new ideas and reference? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, that's, that's one of my, uh, that's one of my, you know, one of my, I guess my most passionate, uh, uh, I guess activities that I do is, is personal development. And again, looking at resources and ways to get better. So, you know, for me, I, I, I spend and, you know, I, I spend a sickening amount of time on Instat and watching video. Uh, sometimes I just randomly <laughs> go across, <laughs> especially if our own team is not playing. So right now, uh, with our team being finished off, uh, I'll go block out time each day, look at something, whether it's face off and I'll watch. I'll watch hundreds of face-offs a day and just to see the execution of one I already know, you know, a great clip of that, or maybe I find something I don't know. And then same thing, I repeat it for power plays, breakouts, then into maybe into individual skill components, and I just spend time after time after time. So that's one that uh, the video, whether it's on Instat or just watching, you know, watching video, whether it's on social media, a lot of a lot of really good posts uh, and, and clips are being shared there. Uh, I'm constantly on that, just looking and, and finding ways to. Uh, the clip cut to use at a later date or clips to cut and to develop into some type of a drill. Um, so I'm constantly on, you know, on Instat. Uh, obviously, the My Hockey resource is phenomenal because it's such a wide variety of, of topics, uh, not just, you know, not just from a, from a tactical standpoint of hockey, but uh, all the way down to whether video, just, just sometimes it's just technical, technical, uh, you know, uh, help and books, resources, um, could be again it could go back right back to the tactical component coaching philosophy uh and everything in between uh and obviously a, a whole lot of other things as well so i think that's that's a fantastic uh, resource uh, i'm a big i'm a big reader as well i read a lot of books uh if i'm not doing video and i'm and i'm at home then i typically read uh, if you see me at the gym uh i'm kind of odd not, I, I, I take books with me and between sets treadmill or something like that and reading a uh, book to find any way I can to read a uh, different a wide variety of different books just to kind of just to develop myself as a whole as a person not just a coach not just in hockey but um, consistently finding ways to get better I think that's important um, you demand so much of your players uh, and so much of the ones around you uh, that you work with uh, if you're not leading the charge and you're not you're not showing that you're willing to put the time in uh, to get better and to learn and evolve and, and to innovate, then, you know, I think you're leaving a lot on the table. So uh, you, you got the work ethic and the drive that you want from everyone else got to come from you first. Yeah. And in that capacity, you kind of act as a mentor uh, to allow those younger players and people in hockey operations know that to get far as a, as a coach, general manager, scout, or whatever capacity you're in, uh, you really do need people in your corner or at least people who offer a, a helping hand somewhere along the way. So for you personally, I know you mentioned a few people uh, throughout the podcast, but once again, just run through some of the mentors or even peer-to-peer mentors who helped you uh, kind of grow as you moved into hockey operations. Two people that really stick out to me, and again, I won't say this as they're the only two people because there's been so many people over over the course of you know of my time involved in hockey, whether it's you know. Uh, very short interactions or you know, long-standing relationships. There's been a lot of people uh, 
that have helped me in a variety of different ways, whether it's in short-term camps or just people that I've known from when I used to play and we were teammates. Uh, but two people that really stick out to me because uh, you know, just just always being there and reaching out and being a constant, uh, I guess, a constant support and constant someone, I guess someone I can constantly, uh, you know, talk with and work with. Um, you know, one is one is Troy Ryan. Uh, he's the head coach right now with uh, you know the Canadian women's national team. Uh, and when I first, my first, I guess, my relationship started with Troy. Uh, he was my coach when I played junior A for the Weeks Crushers. Uh, and again, Co- Troy would have been. Um, would have been a few years into junior, I believe, uh, experience when he was coaching there. Uh, and again, one thing I always remember and look back on, and I believe, uh, you know, at the time, I you know, it's, it was just, I think all the players as well, kind of just crazy amount of work ethic and detail. Uh, two things that really stuck out to me experiences is everything was, everything was community based, every detail mattered. Uh, whether it be like it was almost down to like the font on a paper had to be everything had to be perfect and everything had to be organized and I believe in his you know with him everything being organized there was less chance for uh, distraction everything was you knew where things were you knew you, you knew the importance uh, of every little detail like dressing rooms everything had to be a specific way you know whether it be your hanger had to be pointing left versus right everybody's had to be the same your skates. Uh, just the cleanliness, where how everybody's stall had to look perfect. Same at the time when you're, I think when you're a player, a kid, you know, I was 16 when I first got exposed. Um, maybe you don't understand, like, man, this guy's hard on us, and like, this is like, what, what's this have to do with winning, and what's this have to do with this? You just want to just drive this home just to because he can. And then you become, and then time goes on, you become a coach, or you, you know, you start, you start maturing where you can kind of look back on those experiences and you're like, okay, I, I understand what he's getting at with this stuff, but you know, it's the discipline, it's the respect. It's, it's, if you're disciplined and respectful here, you're going to be disciplined and respectful. You're going to be, you know, you're going to show the commitment you know, on the ice as well. Uh, he was just, he was just so detailed and, and, uh, and, and driven by his work that as time went on, I, it almost, it took me to get out of the program into, you know, college and then into, you know, as into a coaching where I really appreciated it. And honestly, there's still to this day, uh, a lot of that I do and a lot that I, you know, really, I guess, focus on from a, uh, from an importance standpoint that I draw back to Troy. Uh, and, you know, I still remember to give you the point of like his, his care and his detail for the players. Like, he would do anything for his players. I still remember the program had just getting was just getting started, uh, so a lot of the players that uh, that had moved to Pictou County, as it was, I believe I was there in their second year, but the first year and the second year as well, uh, a lot of the players went to St. FX, and you know they play in New Glasgow. Troy, a lot of the time, drive the players that were in New Glasgow in the morning to St. FX for their classes. He would drive home. He would work at the rink at the office all day and he drive back to get them and he drive back again with them. You know, that's 30 minutes both way or 30 minutes both ways. So it's two hours travel every single day to get these kids just to school. All right. And then get, bring them to practice. And he just repeat the next day and it would go on and on and on. But he knew, uh, you know, he knew the importance of getting, 
you know, getting good players for this program and getting people involved and showing the dedicate, you know, the dedication to to what it meant to be a part of that team was, you know, he had to lead by example. He had to show the the care and, and that that work ethic. So that's something I, I never forget. You know, I'll never forget. It's only been it's only made more sense and become stronger in my mind as time's gone on. Uh, you know, and he's been someone since the moment I started coaching that has always been a fantastic resource. He's always provided me with great information, ideas to bounce, you know, to, to bounce off of him, uh, different opinions, different uh, videos, different resources. Uh, he's always been, he's always been someone I can rely on. And, uh, you know, I'm so happy to see that some of the success that he's had, uh, you know, getting to this, getting to the level that he's at, obviously he's had a lot of success along the way, but another individual that I, I, I really, I guess I really lean, I've been leaning on for, you know, pretty much the whole time I've been coaching, at least for the last four or five years now, uh, you know, is Jim Midgley. Uh, he's, he's been someone, you know, that we talk to, you know, either I talk to every day or every second day, uh, and it could be about a variety of different things. Um, you know, there's a lot of video being exchanged, a lot of ideas. Um, you know, he was, you know, different practice from drills, different, uh, just different philosophies. And, you know, we have really good relationships. We communicate quite a bit. Uh, but just watching, you know, his success you know, over his coaching career, uh, the respect his players had for him. Uh, you know, but, you know, I still remember the first time that I really got, you know, any type of relationship with with, with Jim was, you know, he reached out to me after a playoff series, one of my first years in uh, with U18 program, uh, just congratulating me on, on the series win. Uh, and then, you know, I think it would be a couple of weeks later, I had reached out to him to ask him a question or something. And eventually the relationship snowballed, you know, someone that, uh, you know, I've talked to or relied on quite a bit since. So there's, there's so many people, I think, you know, on a day-to-day basis that uh, help you become and, and, and still are helping me become who I, who I am. Uh, and, you know, everybody's been important. And every, like I said before, every, every moment and every detail matters. Uh, but those are two, if I had to pick two right off the bat uh, that really helped me early on and continue to help me grow as a coach and as an individual, it would be uh, Troy and Jim. Yeah. Two well, very well-known names and, uh, Troy's definitely a well-known name in Atlantic Canada. And, and as you said, his involvement in the national team and uh, Jim is actually a former guest on the podcast, uh, a great guy and, you know, another great hockey mind with a lot of knowledge and uh, experience in, in multiple levels and, and regions of the world. So um, two really great people to, to be able to say that you've had connections with and to learn from and uh, using them for guidance. And now having your own experiences in the game, working with a couple of different programs and, and taking all that knowledge into consideration. If you could go back in time, maybe talking to yourself uh, in that very first coaching position or someone who is looking to uh, make the same jump into coaching, what's one piece of advice that you would give them in hopes that they would be successful? I think, you know, it's it's a really good question, you know, because it's funny. I I still feel, you know, I'm 31. I would say I'm pretty young in regards to in the coaching realm, uh, but getting to do this for, uh, I, it's, I can't believe that I just finished my sixth season with this program and seventh overall with, you know, with them, and, you know, ninth overall as a coach uh, time flies, but uh, you, you certainly pick up a lot, a lot along the way and you look back and there's been a whole lot of, whole lot of mistakes, uh, but a lot of successes as well. So to me, the you know, things that I really look back upon and I, and I just, 
I, I think these are the most important things is just developing your communication and your connection with players and those skills. Um, whether you know a little or whether you know a lot, uh, being able to communicate that is and clearly uh, to your players is has got to be you know you know your most important thing. If you know a lot and you can't communicate it, then it doesn't do anybody any good. Uh, and if you can't connect to your players, and there's you know their communication is going to fall apart as well. So you know you got to treat each player individually. You know there's a set of team standards that you, you always have to live up to, and the standard is the standard. Uh, but you have to realize that there's an individual uh, in there as well, and you have to relate to them. You have to connect with them, and you have to communicate things clearly and concise to that individual so that they're going to understand. You know, you're develop. You're, you're, at the end of the day, people are going to. A lot of people will look at the team success, but you have to always keep the individual in mind and make sure the you know that communication never breaks down, and always find ways to get to communicate there. Uh, I've, you know, I was asked this question. I, few weeks ago as well you know if there was something that you wanted to you know to continuously develop for you know professional development that was offered what would you pick and I selected you know I, I picked communication and it's not because I don't think I'm an effective communicator I just think that to the day you stop coaching you've got to kind of get better there you have to like it's there's always something better you can be doing there's always something a different way of doing things there's always refining moment that you can you can put into your, the way you're communicating with your players i think that's uh that's got to be number one and that's one thing i would definitely uh you know definitely you know talk, tell any, any young coaches you can fill your head with a lot of knowledge and a lot of experiences every drill in the book uh every tactic every play but if you can't communicate it properly and give them the reason you know give them the reason why and connect with your team you know, it's going to fall short, you know, you're, you're going to fall short. So that that's huge. And I think the last thing would be, is just finding, you know, finding your own way and, and, and finding, you know, being true to yourself and being honest with yourself too. And, you know, for myself, like I didn't play professional hockey. I'm not, I don't come with an resume. Uh, that's not what I am. So that's not what I, I need. I, don't need to tend to be like that. I don't have that. So I don't have those types of experiences that someone maybe played, I know, five, six, 10, 15 years professional are going to have. So that's, I can't change that. That's what it is. But what I can do is, okay, what do I have to do to make up that gap? Or what do I have to do to give myself, what advantage can I have? That's their advantage. Or that's someone else's advantage. They can always draw upon and help them in their situation. I draw on. And I remember right from the get go, you know, there's certainly a lot to learn uh, when I started out. But one thing that, that I, I did realize early on was you just have to outwork everyone. Like, right or wrong, let's just outwork everyone. Uh, and that'll get me at least in the – that'll get me somewhere. And then I can make the mistakes and learn along the way. But it's not going to happen for me without that – without that, you know, that professional resume, without work and willing to put in the hours, willing to make the mistakes, get up. And when you put all that work in and it turns out to not work out, you have to keep going again and find another way to do it. And I think that's been a really, uh, a really big advantage of mine throughout my career so far is that, you know, I'm not afraid to work. I'm not afraid to put the hours in and, you know, realize that I was, did it all for not. It was almost you know, a mistake and start from scratch and do it all over again. It's got to work. You got to find your way. And, that's got to be that's got to be my separator and that's what I strive to do every day 
Yeah, just, uh, you know, tremendous advice. And like you said, the communication, whether it's at the professional level or the minor hockey level, um, it is the key to success. I, I feel like every player wants it and every coach wants to do it properly. And then when you add that, the work ethic and making sure that, uh, you know, that if you haven't had a professional coaching career, you're not letting that stop you from kind of pursuing that passion. So all great advice for people looking to get into the field and uh, with that, Kyle, I just want to thank you again for joining me today. Thoroughly enjoyed the conversation, and I know uh, you know things are tough in Nova Scotia at the moment, but hopefully that clears up very soon. And I wish you all the best moving forward. No, I appreciate that, Ryan. And again, uh, you know, to your point, uh, you know, Nova Scotia maybe not. Uh, we've had a, a really good run so far uh, with staying healthy. Um, you know, a little bit of a blip in the in the radar right now. Uh, but one thing I one thing I know about Nova Scotians is you know, they're pretty tough and they're resilient. This will pass. We'll all be, you know, hopefully get back to normal sooner than later. But again, it takes the takes the effort and the work from everybody and just sticking together. But uh, I really appreciate you having me on. You know, I, I listen to a, a lot of your episodes and, you know, what you're doing and the guests you have. I mean, it's fantastic. And, you know, to your point, you know, constantly look at, look at resources to get better. I mean, podcasts are, are so easy. What you the guests you've had and, and I guess the variety of different guests that you've had uh, are, are just, you know, it's, it's great for, you know, listeners like myself and anybody uh, to take just a wide variety of different, uh, of different knowledge bases and, and just advice uh, and be able to implement it. So, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys, you know, you, you have me on uh, and I also like to, uh, you know, wish you know, wish your team best of luck in your, in your eventual final as well. Yeah, no, no, uh, we're really excited and fortunate to be still playing. But um, yeah, thank you for that. And as well for the kind words on the podcast, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoy uh, talk with people like yourself and, and continue to do that, hopefully moving forward. So thanks again and, and all the best. Thank you. Take care. Support for the Hockey Minds podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Big news, Manscaped just launched in Canada, and for those listeners in Canada, and I know there's a lot of you, you can be one of the first Canadians to experience their life-changing products. Everybody has had that experience where the trimming has not gone right, and we want to change that. So get with Manscaped, who has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. And when I tell you this is premium, this is premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave, and the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. Throw in one of the coolest features, which is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming experience. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quad stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. And if you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HockeyMinds at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code HockeyMinds. It's time to shave those balls, eh? 
I'd like to again thank Kyle for coming on the podcast and breaking down his thoughts in and around the game of hockey. It's clear he is committed to growing his program, and with that mindset of continual growth in place, I look forward to seeing the level that the team will eventually rise to with him at the helm. If you would like to get in touch with Kyle to learn more about his experiences, I encourage you to reach out to him directly, or you can contact Podcast at Outlook.com, and I can help make that connection for you. Our next podcast episode will again be a surprise, so stay tuned over the next couple days on social media as we announce the guest with additional guests following suit. Thanks again to everyone for listening to the podcast this week and showing tremendous support over the last few months. We are creating a huge network with people in the game, having conversations daily, and we hope listeners will be able to take part in this networking as we move forward. As always, stay safe and all the best.